This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. G'day, Greg. Hello, Ryan. Um, Here we go again. Yep. Another yep. quick fire question. No, nah, we're doing it slow today. Oh, it's slow just... fire question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wonder how many times we can make the intro different. We're on a roll. So, question. Uh, slowly. I am 60. No, that's annoying. I am 68, semi retired, with an income of $40,000 from part time work, plus my NZ Super, and $500 per week from an apartment I own mortgage free. That's not actually bad. Because Super as well. Anyways. Is it after tax or pre-tax? These people never give you the full information, do they? Ah, uh, they they give you the um, make me look good. So um, we shall we presume that's after tax or before tax? Whatever you think's easier, mass. How okay. about that? Right. I have two hundred fifty thousand dollars in turn deposits and would like to use this to bring in some sort of income for when my part-time job ends. Clearly, turn deposits are not going to do that for me. My options seem to be. Invest the money in some sort of fund that will give me a reasonable return to add to my pension and rent income. As I have, oh, the other option, as I have a mortgage-free home in a popular beach village, oh, that's nice, I could spend $200,000 plus, architect and builder's estimate, and add a self-contained studio underneath my house, which I know I can rent out on Airbnb or similar. That would potentially give me a capital gain over the next few years as well as providing, at worst case scenario, about a thousand dollars a month income. I've been looking at property looking I have been looking at property to purchase, that's not my fault. But anything I brought would require a mortgage, which clearly I can't really service and negates the fact that actually I need something to bring in some extra cash. Alright. Go. <laughs> go. <laughs> it's really interesting in situation, isn't it? Sixty eight, still working. Um, forty thousand from part-time employment. I'm going to presume that you know is that before or after tax? I don't know. Let's presume it's after tax. Oh. Uh, he's getting five hundred week um, rent. Is that after tax? Before tax? Let's assume it's after tax, and we'll play with the figures. So that's twenty-six thousand a year. Mm-hmm. New Zealand Super would give him twenty-two if he's single. Um, and you don't. You need to know because if they're single, it's twenty-two. If you're married, it's it's more. You know, it's mm. more like thirty, thirty-two. So, if it's he's single and he's working and he's got um, an apartment that he owns, his income is eighty-eight thousand dollars a year net. Um, why is he working? Yeah, uh, that's that's a good income. If you've got no debt, no dependents. Uh, again, coming down, are you living to work or working to live? Uh, you know, 
if he's working to live, well, he does. He could stop work tomorrow, mm. in my view. Subject to how much does his lifestyle cost? Of course, if you're working, that means you're not spending or travelling. So uh, he might be happy, or she might be happy with that, because we don't know if it's a man or a woman. But my point would be, how long do you need? How long do you expect to live? And that's not an easy question to answer. But you know, if you're 68, uh, you might say, "Well, I've got 12 good years in me. That takes me up to 80." Mm. Uh, over those 12 good years, uh, you're going to get more enjoyment and fulfilment of working part-time or doing the things that you might otherwise prefer to do. I mean, if that was me, and I'm not yet 68, I would be going, yeah, I'm happy to work part-time, but it's never about the money. It's because I enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, but I want to get the balance between... Um, ensuring that I'm not going to miss out on doing other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you're working part-time, that means that you probably are not able to necessarily travel or, or, or do other activities. It depends on the employment. What's missing here, and it's often missing these things, is how much does someone want to live the lifestyle that's appropriate to them? Appropriate means that they want, not what someone else thinks or wants, what they want. Now, single person, 68, I would think that if you had $60,000 coming in a year, $5,000 effectively a month, over $1,000 a week, no debt, no dependence, you could do quite well. Uh, you know, in New Zealand, basically, you could say that your day-to-day living costs wouldn't be much more than thirty-six thousand, three thousand a month. You know, it's food, um, utilities, running a car, paying rates, insurance. Uh, you don't tend to buy like clothes at sixty-eight um, because you've got a wardrobe already, and you're, you're working out that you know, you know, you spend your last dollar. When you take your last breath, you know, wear my last shoes to the funeral, my last suit to the funeral. How many things do you want? But no the um, And probably a house is already full of um, bric-a-brac and junk and bits and pieces. So, you know, at that time of life, basically the 60000 is just on you. So if it's thirty six to maintain a decent lifestyle, that gives you 24 for fun, travel, entertainment, Whatever, so sixty thousand is not a bad lifestyle. Mm. This person's already got that as a combination, almost of uh, New Zealand Super and the net rental. Yeah, that's a good. Line. So he's got forty eight net, if I'm right, but it might not be that. It might be a little less. It might be forty two because you've got to pay tax on the uh, yeah, on true. the rental income. So let's say there's forty two. So that's a shortfall of $18,000. Now, how much money have they got invested? Uh, $250,000 well, in deposits. Term deposits. Well, 12. you know, at 68, I would say that you could easily take $18,000 a year net, $1,500 a month, from the $250,000 
and it would last 25 years. Mm. So 68, that would put you at 93. Yep. 93. Well, 93, you probably don't need to spend 60000 a year unless you're in a rest home, in which case you would be paying that. Yes, a lot. Right? But you would have sold that house because you don't need a house and a rest home. No. And you would have sold the, the rental property. Yeah, yes. So we've got heaps of money to fund that. So what should you do? Well, um, by all means, keep the rental property till you can't be bothered managing anymore, which case you can sell it and reinvest. Uh, you should invest your $250,000 um, in a diversified, um, in my view, balanced investment strategy because I think you should be reasonably risk-averse. Um, but you might want to go to the growth side a little bit if you want to, but you're not adding money to it and you're withdrawing money from it, so I wouldn't recommend it. So that would mean that you'd have 18000 from your 250000 sensibly invested. You'd have twenty two from New Zealand Super, thereabouts, and then you'd have your net rental income. You're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you've got your 60000 You don't have to work. You can give the part-time employment away and actually spend the next period of time that you've got doing the things that you want to do. Unless the part-time employment is part of that. And I don't know, everyone's a little bit different. So the um, clearly he indicates that the part-time job will end at some stage. Yeah. You know, it's the old DCM, don't come Monday. The mm. employer might say, well, you're getting a bit slow, Fred or Mary, uh, don't turn up to work next Monday. And you know, that might be devastating from a personal point of view, but it doesn't need to be from a financial point of view because Fred and Mary... Uh, you go and get some decent financial planning advice with a decent advisor like Ryan or myself or someone else, and you don't have any worries for the future. You'll easily be able to fund the lifestyle that you want and not run out of money before you run out of life. So if you want any decent advisors, uh, decent questions answered by decent advisors, send it through at ryan at oneplan.co.nz. It is as simple is clicking it, but Greg's making faces, so maybe he's going to say well, something. Well, no, I just said that, you know, the, remember in this question they said they he had two options? Ah, yeah. You know, the options were invest the money in some sort of fund that will give up a reasonable return to add to my pension and rent income. That's the option I would recommend. Number one. Yeah, number one. Or, as I have a mortgage-free home in a popular beach village, I could spend 200000 plus, architect and builder's estimate, and add a self-contained studio underneath my house, which I know I can rent out on Airbnb or similar. Self-contained by global warming. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fine as well. There's nothing wrong with that, but there involves a level of risk and a level of effort that may not necessarily be warranted. And like all these projects, they carry a certain level of risk and angst. And it comes down to whether you're a passive investor or an active investor. You know, some people are always going to be active investors because they just don't trust people. They want to get their hands dirty. They want to get involved. They want something to do. I understand that. Um, there'll come a point in time where you don't want to do that or can't do it, so you then instantly become a passive investor. Um, but that's something that, 
you probably need to plan ahead and build a relationship who can actually be with someone who could be your financial coach. Because again, it's very difficult if you think, I'll just do that myself. You're not passive, you're active and you'll get it wrong. Uh, particularly if you do with one, some of the other questions we've received in the past, you know, I think I'll just go into the share market and make a lot of money. Yeah. But you won't. And you might be going to the gym and overlifting a weight because you don't have nzaudioeditors.com helping you with your personal training skills. And uh, if you don't want to work out how to train your voice, then audio books and podcasts and just send him a challenge because he'll probably Google and work it out. Seems to learn quick. So nzaudioeditors.com. And if you're not giving us a five-star review, poor little Betty down the road is just about to um, start building her studio contained, self-contained place and it's going to come unstuck. And well, we I think people Betty. should give us the review they feel they, we deserve. So uh, I, don't, I don't think we should ask for five-star. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so you know, one star actually means really, really uh, good. Five star means uh, really, really Off the bad. Plan. Yeah. Oh, oh is it, so five is bad? Nah, I'm just trying to get those people yeah. you're trying to reference to vote the other way. But anyways, we do appreciate whatever it is. And if it is negative, write some comment and then we'll try and improve the negativity that Ooh. you share. So thank you.